0: Dreams are one of the most valuable and accessible tools available to every single person on the planet. From ancient Mesopotamia to the surface of the moon, dreams have contributed to the evolution of the human race. Hey there, I'm Meg, an oracle and dream interpreter. I help people discover the psychological and spiritual information available to them in their dreams. This podcast is a gateway designed to teach you how to interpret your own dreams, what to do with the information that you uncover, and expand your understanding of self. Join me on this journey as I dive into the very real dreams of individuals across the globe. This is a gateway to the world of dreams. This is the Dream Axis. Hello and welcome to the Dream Axis. This is our final episode and I, I am so Grateful for this experience. I am so grateful to be speaking to you today. And we have so much to talk about. So, as we are bringing this podcast to a close, I want to lead with the note that every ending is a new beginning. And there is so much on the horizon, not only for myself, but for each of you as well. And so, today we're kind of going to be reviewing the journey that we've all been on throughout the last year. You know, this is a project that. I have poured my life into over the last year. I honestly didn't know I was going to even get this far. When I first started, I said, I set myself a three-month limit. And I said, I'll try it for three months and we'll see how it works. And if I don't like it or if it's not successful, we're just going to keep moving on. <laughs> so um, so obviously we have done some great stuff with this show. And I'm just so grateful to every single person who has shared their stories here with me, who has spoken with me on these topics, who, you know, has let me into the little pieces of their life. Thank you so much. Because not only has this been an amazing journey for me to experience, but, but it has really helped a lot of listeners. I have gotten so much amazing feedback from you all on many of these episodes. And, you know, it it seems to be that the right episode finds the right person at the right time. That's sort of how this, (laughs) how the Dream Axis has been working, which is absolutely amazing. And I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. So today we're going to review the journey that we've been on. We're going to talk about some of the healing properties and healing discussions that we've had about dreams. We're going to talk about the practical side of dreams. We're going to talk about using dreams in everyday life and dream style and dream language. And we're just going to kind of recap all of this. We're going to talk about some of the expansion that we started ending up on as well. You know, we've had episodes on aliens in the dream space, Akashic records, astral travel. We're going to talk about some of those expansions experiences and, you know, where, where I've been going with that, but also where you have the potential to go as well. And then we're going to talk about getting started with dream work and and making this a lifelong practice. You know, it's interesting to me because so often whenever I ask people if they want to come on the show and if they want to, you know, tell me about a dream, I either get two very distinct answers. The first is, oh, my God, I dream all the time. Yes, I would love to share one. I have these, you know, detailed dreams and and that's fantastic. But there are a lot of people who tell me as well, well, I, I don't dream or I only have, you know, like bits and pieces pieces. And I think if there's one thing that I can tell you, it's that it doesn't matter how much content you have in your dream. What really matters is that you are willing to look at your dreams, you know? And so we have episodes on this podcast that are, you know, just a couple of sentences long, or they're just bits and pieces of dreams. And we're able to have a full episode (laughs) diving, diving into those, you know? So it's, Whenever you think about dream work, it's not about the amount of content. It's it's quality over quantity, right? And it's the it's your desire to dive into your own dreams. That's the only part of dream work that matters. And dream work can be so supportive for us and so supportive for, you know, just checking in with our internal systems, with the internal conversation that we're having within ourselves. You know, there's so often in life, you know, we tell ourselves, hey you know this problem it's it's really not that big of a deal or hey i should just get over myself and it's fine i'll just i'll just bury that or i'll just put it down or you know i don't want to really remember this memory and then when you open up your dreams they show you exactly how you feel and they ask you to hold yourself where you're at and then you can use them to expand and it is such an amazing experience and that's probably my favorite part of doing this podcast has been the wide variety of people that I have gotten the privilege of talking to and the amount of people that have shared your dreams. You know, you have come from all races, all genders, all backgrounds, all cultures. You know, there there are so many different people that have shared their dreams with me on this podcast. It's so amazing for me to see that our experiences in the dream world are expansive to each of us. And, And it's a common human experience Experience, right? Dreams can be that common human experience. So, where do we start? (laughs) We're going to talk about what dreams are. We're just going to review that real quick. And I already briefly mentioned this, but let's dive in. Dreams, I believe, are not only the internal conversation that you're having with yourself, they're a window into who you are as a soul. They're a window into how you find meaning and purpose in this world, in this human existence, in this life. Your dreams exist to help you through every area of life right they can help to show you physically what's going on in your waking life how do you feel about it you know it, it really dives into your emotions it can dive into the thought patterns you have the memories that you have it can even expand you into many of the different spiritual centers that we have in our lives through visitation dreams or you know expansion you know just inner expansion how do you connect to your soul a lot of that is through dreams if you're not intentionally doing so in your waking life And so dreams, to me, are this this communication that you have with yourself. It's your higher self consistently talking to you in this human experience. You're helping yourself get through everything, process everything, you know, just, just getting you through everyday life. And dreams can be whatever you need them to be, right? I have had so many different dreams in my lifetime. I started dream interpretation with my own dreams, and those of my friends and family as well, but mostly with my own. And at the time that I was interpreting my dreams, I was really interpreting nightmares. I have over 10 years of nightmares and sleep paralysis episodes in my past, and diving into those was extremely difficult. I really dove into the darker part of myself, that nitty gritty, you know, just like the, the inner cave, the the really dark, you know, the monsters in the closet and, and all of these horrible things. That were coming up in my dreams, in my nightmares at the time. And I I started to explore them. And I started to ask myself, why am I having these? Why is this my experience? Because I don't think I have to suffer through this and and, and I don't want to. (laughs) And so dreams for me really started in in the darker realm. You know, they, they really started in that underworld. And then I started to uncover what it actually meant. And by interpreting my dreams and, and looking at them, I said, hey, I'm I'm willing to look at myself. I'm willing to dive into myself. I'm willing to heal, right? I'm willing to heal what is showing up here. And my nightmares really were a personification of the fear that I had been burying under the surface, fear of memories and trauma and all of these other things that I had experienced that I really didn't want to know. And it didn't make them easier to know. But in diving into my own nightmares, I was able to uncover it so that I could do something about it. And I think this is the thing that we forget so often when we talk about healing, when we talk about the healing process, right? There's no, there's no end point and there's no real beginning point either, because even when you're, when you're in the shit, right? You're just getting through the moment, but getting through the moment is healing, right? You are healing yourself intermittently in that moment and enabling yourself to keep going. And then as you progress and as you get further along your own journey, right, you start to say, okay, I can see a bigger piece of it, and now I can see an even bigger piece, and now I can acknowledge this. And the healing process eventually brings you to a space where you're like, okay, I think I have... Acknowledged everything to myself, and it's not easy. But now I'm finding a way to live with it. And once you find that way to live with it, then you can carry on and you can move forward, and you can say, "Wow, now I can thrive with it. Now I can thrive within my life, even though I have experienced, you know, these these things in my past. Both me and you, listener, right? Um, even though I've experienced these things in my past." I can thrive in my life because I can, I can finally see that I don't have to be burdened by it. And your dreams can help you get there, right? They can really show you exactly what it is that you fear, exactly the memories that you don't want to look at. And I know it's hard. I know, I trust me, I know how difficult it is. But once you start to look at that and move through it, you can get to a space where you're not only accepting everything that you've experienced, but that you can thrive despite it. And that that is where I started my journey, right? That's where I started learning about dreams. Since then, I completely acknowledged all of the things in my past that my nightmares were trying to show me. I haven't had nightmares anymore. And for several years and, you know, even into the beginning of this podcast, I was having really great dreams. I was having these, what I thought then were super expansive experiences and, and they were, but near the end of this podcast, right now I'm having experiences I never thought I would have access to or, or that I would be able to experience, right? Right. Things like astral travel, things like contacting beings in my dream space, things like traveling to other worlds and other spaces in the universe. And this has been, you know, like at, at the same time, I don't know if any of this is real. I'm choosing to believe that it is because at the end of the day, I shape my own reality. Each of us has our own reality, right? And our emotions and our life experience shape that for us. Your soul also shapes it. You know, your soul has your own has its own signature to it. So all three of these things combined, your life experience, the way that you feel about everything in your life experience and in your soul, and then your soul itself, they shape your reality. Each one of us can have a different reality. If my husband and I end up in the same situation, odds are I'm still going to feel different about it than he will. And that's just because we've had vastly different life experiences. And so when we talk about shaping our reality... And what we experience through dreams, it really is up to you to choose what you have experienced. You know, on this podcast, there's a lot of people that have asked me, oh, is, do you think that's a visitation dream? I, I feel like this is a visitation dream. If you feel like it's a visitation dream, then it is. It, it's, you don't need anyone else to tell you what something is or, or what it isn't, right? And I think that's one of the main messages I want to impart to you today is that it's, it's up to you. You get to choose what your experience is. And and through these dreams, right, through your own dreams, you are choosing to find meaning. You know, when we talk about dreams or spiritual experiences or, you know, the things that science hasn't really touched yet, we think that those things, you know, like we we don't know if it's real. We're, We're unsure, right? And I think this is the universe giving us a choice and asking us to make a decision. What do you want to believe in? Our world is moving away from organized religion, and I have, a, you know, like I have a great respect for organized religion, and I understand that it serves a purpose. But we're entering this era where there's a pivot coming, and a lot of my friends, if you're listening to this, you know I've been talking about the word pivot for a while, right? The word pivot seems really, really strong, and I feel it coming next year in particular. Um, especially for me, it might be different for you, but, um, in my reality, I feel like there's a huge pivot coming next year. And this pivot is asking us, what are you choosing to believe in? It's taking us outside the box. It's allowing us to step outside what we know and step into what we are choosing. And that can be scary, right? That can be scary because there's no one, te- there's no one right way to do it. <laughs> There's no one thing that is correct more than another. There's only what you believe is more correct than another. And you following your own set of life experiences and emotions and your own moral and ethical codes and you know all of these things that make you who you are, only you can determine what your experience is. There are many guides out there. I am one of them. But ultimately, it is up to you. So when we talk about healing, which is the first part of our discussion today, right? Nightmares can lead us to joy and expansion. How do they do that? Because you choose to look at your nightmares. You choose to look at yourself. Your nightmares are a part of you. Your dreams are a part of you. They're a part of you that you can choose to see if you really want to dive into it. And when we choose to dive into ourselves, right, that's where the healing work begins. It doesn't have to be with dreams, right? You can dive into yourself in traditional psychological therapy. You can dive into yourself in other healing modalities. You can, you know, pull oracle cards every morning and just see, you know, like, hey, how do I think and feel about the message on this card? That's diving into yourself and that's finding purpose and meaning in in the card that you pulled and, and how you see it related to your waking life, you know? So all of this is just, you know, how do, you, how do you experience dreams over time through the healing process? You move from nightmares. If you've never had nightmares, great, keep going, you know, um, and, and you move into this space of acceptance and then you move from acceptance to joy and expansion and you find a way to thrive in knowing yourself, right? That's, that's the healing power of dreams. Another way to use dreams to heal, lucid dreams. If you try any of the lucid dreaming techniques that we've talked about, or even just a quick Google search, right, you're going to find things like the wake back to bed theory. You're going to find the mnemonic, um, I, I think it's mnemonic induction theory. No, that doesn't sound quite right. Whatever that was, it's called the mild method, M-I-L-D. <laughs> so whatever that one is. Um, but there's there's all these different techniques that you can try with lucid dreaming. And and lucid dreaming, I believe that can be a really powerful healing Tool, Very specific type of dream for that tool. But um, it, it really is, you know, the more you understand that you're dreaming, the more you understand about where you are in the present moment in your waking life. Right? And so the more that you try to lucid dream and the more effort that you put into lucid dreaming, it's almost like it has an echoing effect across other areas of your life. And the more that you accept yourself in the present moment as well, and it just gets you really grounded in the moment. right? And then you can do all sorts of fun, expansive things in, in your lucid dreaming space. And if anything negative comes into your lucid dreaming space while you're in the healing process, you can choose to change it. right? Or you can at least be aware that it's a dream and you don't actually have to be afraid of this thing. When we think about the purpose of fear in this human existence, we've kind of outgrown it, to be honest. Um, you know, when we think about the the primary focus of fear, that was to keep us alive in an environment that wasn't safe, right? Out in the wilderness, human beings trying to survive, you know, eons ago, and and we're just trying to keep living. And now we've gotten to the point where most of us have no real issue in continuing to live. Yes, we still have a lot to work on in our society, in our world, but living is a lot easier today than it was thousands of years ago. And so now our fear has morphed and we're kind of in the process of outgrowing fear. And so when you come into a lucid dream... And you're able to say, wow, I'm dreaming. And if something really negative comes into your dream or it turns into a nightmare, you still know you're dreaming. And you can say, wow, okay, this is a nightmare. I know that I'm dreaming. And you know it isn't real. That's the key. And so lucid dreams can really help to bring you and ground you in the present moment in knowing and accepting your reality. And and also giving you the opportunity to choose, you know, in, in our episode with Adam about lucid dreams, if he ever has a nightmare, he just changes it. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but, you know, that tool is just so, so expansive. And if that's a, if that's a route that you want to dive into, I highly encourage you to do so. Go back and listen to that episode too. That was a really, that was a really fun one. And then connecting to ourself, right? Healing through dream work is really connecting to yourself. You're willing to look into your own internal core. You're saying, hey, you know what? I think it's time to get to know me. And when you get to know yourself, you start to see all of the things that you either want to change because you have the power to change them or the things that you really want to dive into and keep going through. You know, there are parts of myself that I've found in the dream space where I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that about myself and I fucking love it. I'm going to bring that more into my conscious life because because I can't believe I haven't been doing that, (laughs) you know? So, So our dreams can be this amazing healing tool. You can really start to see yourself, know yourself, acknowledge and accept yourself, and live in the present moment by observing your dreams and your nightmares we're going to review now just a couple of the practical things about dreams. Let's talk about dream language. Each of us has our own unique dream language. That's why when you go to, you know, dictionary.com, you don't necessarily align with every answer that they give you. It's also why they have like 22 different answers for, you know, like what does a rabbit mean, you know, or, or something like that. So, so when you're identifying your own unique dream language, it's kind of like it's kind of like your reality again, you know? It's built off of your life experience. And it's built off of the way that you think about it. So in your waking life, every single piece of imagery that you expose yourself to, right? Right now I'm sitting in front of a desk. There's a ton of books. There's a computer and a microphone in front of me. And, you know, I have a stack of Oracle cards over here. You know, All of these objects on my desk have a particular concept and meaning that I have assigned them through my life experience. If I pick up an oracle deck right now, I'm like, ooh, I'm really, you know, like looking to dive into myself or maybe I'm reading for somebody else. These cards are a tool for me to understand the energies that are around my body or, you know, the energies that are around other people. And they're, they're a, a, an access point for information. If my husband picks up one of my oracle decks, he's probably like, hey, these cards look really nice. I don't know. Like, I know you do stuff with them, but it doesn't have the same feeling to it for him, Right. My go-to example, and listeners of this podcast, I know you've heard this before, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I am a dog owner. If I dream about my dog in the dream space, he usually represents you know, love or that parent-child relationship. Sometimes he can represent loyalty. That's usually the definition that you'll find. It doesn't always have to be that one, though. But if someone had been attacked by a dog earlier in their life, that's going to have a very different meaning for them in their dream space. And so your dream language is the concept that you place behind each piece of imagery or each visualization that you have. And sometimes our dream language is entirely emotion as well, you know, like we can assign emotions to objects or emotions to people or emotion to places, right? If I go to a childhood home in my dream space, now I feel very differently than I did in the past. so your dream language can also change over time. Now I feel at peace you know it 's almost very reminiscent for me to end up there. you know maybe ten years ago when I was in the middle of having those you know super intense nightmares if i came across a my childhood house i would feel traumatized i would feel angry i would feel um you know just like really dissonant i would want to get out there it would probably be nightmarish today the sun is shining on those houses in my dream space and it's more reminiscent and they're empty because i've emptied them because i have accepted every piece that happened and i have chosen to empty it so as you dive into your dreams, as you dive into your nightmares and these other expansive experiences, right? You can find your own dream language. It's almost like every person has their own dream dictionary within them. You know, you can go out and you can get a dream dictionary. They're a great tool to have. Um, if you're interested in getting one, I, I do have some dream dictionaries. I don't touch them like frequently, uh, but there is one on my desk that I've chosen to keep here, and this one I've had since I was a teenager. So. This one I've been really diving into. And sometimes I just use it to get the get the creative juices flowing, I guess you could say. <laughs> kind of like, oh, what does this thought mean? Or, okay, here's a starting point for, you know, this type of imagery. You know, what do I think and feel about it? But if you're trying to determine what your dreams mean, you know, like if you're trying to interpret your own dreams – just begin to identify what your dream language is. Um, separate all of the pieces of your dream out. I like to list them out on paper when I'm you know, first starting to dive into this. You know, I'll, you know, if I have a dream, I write down every piece of it. And then I say, okay, does this remind me of anything? What do I feel when I think of this thing? How do I feel about you know, a dog now versus a dog in the past? You know, how, do I, how do I feel about that? And you can start to determine your own dream language. Let's move on to dream style. There are so many different dream styles out here. This is actually one of the things that I've learned the most about doing this podcast, right, um, is, is the different type of dream styles. Usually people think that dreams only come in imagery. That's false. Totally and completely false. You can be an exceptionally, um, you know, deep and expansive dreamer, and you can have absolutely no imagery in your dreams. There are people that dream. So so let's back up. You can dream with every single sense, including the sixth sense, which is that that sense of knowing, right? You can dream with every sense in the body. There are people that dream entirely with emotion. There are people that dream entirely with smell or taste or hearing. They just hear things, right, in their dreams. Sometimes people don't have imagery at all. And sometimes imagery is paired with all of these things, right? It's almost like, you know, when you go through the Claire's, like Claire Cognizance or Claire Aliens or, you know, all of these other things, it's almost like that, but in, but in the dream space, right? So your dream style is the collection of different experiences That you have while you're dreaming. Do they come to you through imagery and visualization? Do you have that sense of knowing? Do you have the emotion? Can you touch something? Do you feel something on your skin in the dream? Do you you hear something? Do you smell something or taste something, right? You can dream with all of these elements or just one of these elements, and that can still be a dream that you can interpret. The moment that dream style clicked for me, the moment that I understood it, was actually during one of the creators fairs that I was doing. So here in the Twin Cities, uh, I live in Minnesota, and we were doing one of these one of these creators fairs. And I was a reader. I was sitting at the table, and I was just taking people as they would walk by, right? And we would sit down and talk about their dreams. And one woman came to me, and she she had a question about her granddaughter, and her granddaughter had been having a lot of nightmares, and she was really really concerned. And so even though her granddaughter wasn't there, we were talking about, you know, these are some questions that you can ask her, and these are some prompts, and these are, you know, the, the experience of fear or not understanding that she might be going through based on what you're describing to me. And then she said, well, I, I just never dream, so I don't understand any of this. And I said, I said well, you know, like, I, I believe that everyone has the capacity to dream, and everyone is dreaming. You just n- might not be recalling it and i was like do you have any you know inkling of what you may have dreamt about last night and she proceeded to tell me so much detail about the way that she felt about things she was saying well i feel like my sister in law was there or i feel like you know i was i was here and i feel like it was a dark situation and i and i feel and i feel and i feel and i said that is a dream you are dreaming and she said oh well I don't have any imagery, I didn't see anything. And I said, you just completely detailed out every single person that was in your dream, the activities that you felt yourself doing the places you may have been all through a feeling. And we sat down and we were able to interpret parts of her dream. And, and that changed her life. And the next creator's fair, she actually came back to me and she said, since I talked to you, I haven't stopped dreaming. And, and then we had a conversation about that, you know, and it was, it was really, really fun for me to, to see that. So, so you can dream and, it, it, and none of it has to be with imagery, right? You can dream entirely with your own dream style, with your own dream language. So from here, let's talk about everyday use of dreams, right? We've talked about this a few times on the podcast. We're just going to review it again. I use my dreams every single day. I don't write my dreams down every single day. You can do that if it really benefits you. I like to go through periods where, you know, maybe every couple of months I'll spend a couple of weeks, you know, really detailing every dream I can. I feel like that's just good dream practice maintenance, right? Like it really keeps engaging my brain and saying, I value this information, um that's really what recalling your dreams is you know you're you're saying i intend to remember this information and i would like to come into contact with it because i'm going to put value on it right i'm choosing to take this information and apply it to my life so dream use every day I wake up every day, and even if I don't record something down, I think, number one, how do I feel this morning? I don't even review the dream necessarily first. I ask myself how I'm feeling. If I feel like I slept well, I'm like, great, I'm going to have a great day. If I feel like I slept like shit, maybe I'm going to go back to bed for a little bit <laughs> if I can afford it. Or maybe I will, you know, just like take it take it a little easy. If I had a nightmare that night, I am going to really set myself up for success in the morning. I'm going to say, wow, okay, nightmares on the brain. That means fear is on the brain. That means, you know, like my thoughts are probably going to be more in this direction. That's just where I'm at today. I'm going to meet myself where I'm at. How can I take measures now to set myself up for success today so I don't feel so overwhelmed or fearful or anxious, you know, any of those other feelings? If I wake up and I'm feeling great, I'm like, okay, let's dive into some work. I feel like I have the capacity to do it right now. So I really use my own dreams as this barometer for how to start my day. And since I started that practice, my life has changed monumentally. I am such such a not happier person. What is the word I'm trying to say here? More aligned. I think that's the only word that's coming up for me. More aligned. It doesn't mean my days are you know, any better or worse than others. I just manage them better. I'm more aligned with myself and it feels better. Honestly, it feels better. Just my days feel better. (laughs) So, so, and and that's kind of what life is about, right? Like how can you set yourself up for success? You can really sit and say, okay, where's my brain at this morning? That's what your dreams can show you on a daily basis. You know, where's your brain at? And then how can you meet yourself there? When we're talking about dream practice for the long run, right? That's when we start to say, how can I dream more, right? Like if you're really looking to dive into your dreams, maybe you haven't had a whole lot of dreams in the past, start writing something down every single day. There's a whole lot of other techniques um, that that you can apply here, but that's the one that I encourage every single person to do. If you want to dive into your dreams, write something down every single morning, even if you don't remember a dream. Physically write something down. That could just be, I feel great this morning, or I feel like shit. (laughs) That could be, this is how I think I slept. You can literally just write down the statement, I'm trying to remember my dreams, and I don't remember anything today, but hopefully I will remember something tomorrow. Just writing something in the morning creates that neurological connection between your hand physically moving across the paper and the part of your brain that says, what am I trying to do right now? And the more that you write that every single morning, the more the brain says, oh, we're trying to do something here. What are we trying to do? We're trying to recall our dreams. And so your brain is going to try and put more effort towards recalling your dreams the more often that you write things down. And so if anything that you take away from this podcast, if you are a self-prescribed non-dreamer, just write something down every day, even if you don't remember it. It might take you a month to really get like a well-formed dream, but you will start to get bits and pieces and you will start to develop that connection to yourself through this new communication system as well. And you will start to access information that you haven't necessarily accessed before. So it can be really, really expansive. All right, we're going to talk about just some of the expansion in the dream space as well. <laughs> so our last episode, right, was on actual travel in the dream space. This is something totally new to me. It's something that you're going to see in the future. Next year, I have some plans. You're going to be hearing more about this, uh, this journey that I'm on, and I'm really excited about that. We also have talked about aliens on this podcast before and having encounters in the dream space, which I think is absolutely fascinating. That's one of the things I might want to talk more about, um, you know, in in the future as well, is just how can we contact not only, you know, aliens or extraterrestrials, but other beings, you know, like spirit guides, Um, you know, those could also be considered aliens. You know, ancestors, those are visitation dreams, but that's still a type of, you know, aliens are a type of visitation. So what do visitations mean in the dream space? That sounds so fascinating to me. And then there are other modalities in the dream space too. Akashic records, Reiki, other types of energy healing, other types of information access, right? We can all, there's, there's an ability for us to tap into a gateway here in the dream space. There is some part of the dream space that allows us to expand outside of what we know, right? It's that sandbox environment. It allows you to you know, unbox yourself from this human existence, from the society that we have put ourselves in, from the thoughts and the different, you know, beliefs that we have about what is and is not real. And we can just put all of those judgments away for a second. And we can just exist in whatever the dream space is for us. And we can expand into these other spaces. It's interesting with the along the lines of like the energy healing in the dream space, I do have a couple of friends who practice Reiki or practice mediumship. And they will come to me sometimes and say, I think I'm I think I'm working two jobs, (laughs) you know, like I have my conscious waking life and then I have my dream job, you know, like job in the dream space. And they talk sometimes about how, you know, they don't know the person that they were healing, but they were guided to you know, go heal someone in the dream space or they were practicing Reiki in the dream space or they were practicing mediumship. Sometimes they'll know the person that they were helping, sometimes they won't. And, you know, they just trust themselves that they, they know what they're doing. All of this to say, there's so many different avenues to dive into with dreams. And dreams are this way for us to understand the information that we have, right? There is information all around you all the time. And you have access to it. It might take you a bit of effort and practice to access that information you know, when you'd like to or to access that information frequently. But everyone has the potential to get there. So this podcast has been absolutely amazing. This has been a dream come true. I have talked to so many people. And there have been so many people listening to this. Right? I know this podcast has changed lives. I have literally had people tell me that and i just want everyone to know number 1 thank you so much for listening thank you for believing in me thank you for coming along for the ride thank you so much again to every single person who has participated in this podcast you sharing your story has directly affected and benefited the lives of others and i'm i'm so grateful i'm so honored to have held this space to have created what you know i have put out here this is a resource now that exists on the internet for forever, maybe, I don't know. Um, And so anyone who's ever interested in dreams, you can dive into this podcast and you can just explore what what is here, you know? Explore this tool, explore this resource. It's here for you. What am I doing in the future? Um, I, after this podcast, have another one already that's beginning to shape itself, I am changing things up a little bit though. I will be changing my business name. I will be changing my Instagram handle. So keep out for that, you know, if you want to keep in contact. And I'm just briefly going to talk about what it's like to be a small business owner and to host a podcast. If you're a listener and you've been thinking about hosting a podcast, do it. Absolutely do it. It is worth every bit because you learn more about yourself than anything, (laughs) I think. And it's just an amazing project to dive into. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast, absolutely do it. You're going to learn more about yourself than anything. Also, if you're interested in starting a small business and if you have the capacity and resources to do that, I would highly encourage you to do that as well. Also, because you're going to learn more about yourself than anything. And it's it's funny to me looking back now because – I know that this was all a part of my journey. I know that every hardship I've come across, and every moment where I questioned what the hell I was doing, you know, why am I putting my life into this? You know, like why isn't anything working out? Why is you know just like the the moments that were really really hard were all worth it because I have learned that number one, I'm a very determined individual, um, but also that I just don't give up. And, and I, I needed to know that. I needed to know that I can trust myself to not give up. And this has been such an amazing experience, right? And so I'm so excited to move forward. But one of the main things that I've learned this year is that I do not want to call myself necessarily a business anymore. I don't identify with the word business or business owner. My business, what, what I do is not a business. What I do is life work. And so I am moving away from the concept of business because that has a lot of connotation from my childhood that has a lot of different expectations and, you know, other thought forms and and realities and things like that associated with it. And I'm just having a hard time unpacking those concepts from the word business. The word business to me holds all of those things. And it's, you know, kind of keeping me boxed within this standard that I don't really feel like I fit into. And instead, I'm changing it to life work. And I'm starting to think of myself as an artist. I'm an artist in the blog posts that I write. I'm an artist in the way that I use my voice on this podcast or you know, the ways that I communicate with um, you know, the members of the Third Eye Library. I really am an artist. And, and I don't create physical art at this time, um, but I can still call myself an artist. And so once I started calling myself an artist, which was very recent, everything started expanding for me. I felt completely free. I felt the box falling away. And and this is why this podcast is coming to an end because this podcast, even though it is an amazing resource, I fit it into a box and I don't have to fit in the box anymore. So if you want to keep up with me, if you're excited and looking forward to what is coming in the future, future being January, 2024, (laughs) and future also being the pivot with all capital letters, P-I-V-O-T, the pivot, (laughs) the pivot is coming, not just for me, but for you as well, right? We are, we are about to pivot and you have the opportunity to pivot in the direction that feels right to you. And so as we pivot, you can find me currently on my Instagram. I'll be updating the links in the description once they all, uh, once they all solidify You can sign up for my email list on my website. If you go to any page on my website right now and you scroll down to the bottom, there's an email sign up and I will just keep you in touch with everything that's going on, what you can look forward to. I have some new services coming next year. I'll always be offering dream interpretations and Oracle card readings, but there is more coming and I am so excited (laughs) for everything on the horizon. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful to have had this experience, so grateful to have met so many people that are all amazing. I love you all. I hope you have a wonderful end to this year and a very strong beginning in wherever you decide to pivot. Goodbye.